Hello, welcome to a series of podcasts made by students, for students, and about the students. Today's topic is the social protest here in our pretty country, Colombia. Now, have you ever heard in the news several streets are closed because of mobilizations? Or even when they say hundreds of people were harmed during today's mobilizations? Well, obviously not now during the pandemic, but one year ago. You can even take into account news from all around the world, like Black Lives Matter movement in the USA. These news are about what we call today as protests. According to the Oxford Learner's Dictionaries, the protests are the expression of strong dislike of or opposition to something, a statement or an action that shows this. Two years ago, in November, our country saw a journey of protests going out by the name of 21N. Different syndicates and groups, such as the students, university professors, women organizations, the farmers, and others, united to march against shared dislikes, among them the corruption, labor and pension reform, the minimal salary, and the fulfillment of the peace accords. It's important to mention that there hadn't been such a tension created by the protests since 1977, which is remembered as the biggest and more violent mobilization in our country's history. You may be asking yourself, yeah, people have common dislikes, but what do they gain by marching in the streets? Well, it's actually a pretty simple answer. They gain hope, and it's necessary creditory that people have the right to ask for change. David Grover, professor of the Goldsmith College in London University, once told the BBC that, we live in a culture of instant gratification, so unless the legislation changes the next day, we tend to think that the protests have failed. Of course not. At the same time, seeing that large amount of people taking the streets influences others' ideologies and it helps to share the idea for which the protestants are mobilizing for. After the 21 protest journey ended, some politicians came out to say that all this was a part of a strategy from the Sao Paulo Forum which seeks to destabilize democracy in the region. This means that for the government, the mobilizations were only a group of people marching, while for the people, it was the perfect storm to combine the fighting spirits. So was the impact that the government thought that the thieves were going to mobilize aggressively, so they decided to enact curfews on the night of the 22nd of November. I remember that in that moment around 7 p.m., images of thieves getting into the residential complexes were seen all around the news. Two hours later, little would I imagine that the thieves were in my neighborhood, or at least that's what the other neighbors were shouting. Panic controlled the city. Several days later, different articles started to say that those thieves never existed and that it was all made up by the government to mitigate the impacts of the protests and to restore confidence in the civil defense. At last, the people were the ones who won this fight. Although they couldn't get to concrete agreements with the government, it remember each and every one of us that we can contribute to this country's democracy. Another great example of protest in Colombia is the Septima Papeleta in 1990. It consisted of a student mobilization with a proposal facing the elections of Senate, House of Representatives, Departmental Assembly, Local Administrative Boards, Municipal Council, and Majors, the 11th of March of that same year. Six ballots were given for six elections. What did the students were marching for? They were marching for the addition of a seven ballot for a National Constituent Assembly. 
It seeked a change in the Magna Carta of the country, which had been the same since 1886. Alas, the register didn't include the last balut, but as the ideology of the student was imposed over the society, the local newspapers started to print this so that people could deposit them in the urns of that election day. Then, two months after, the that moment President Vigilio Barco legalized the seventh balut so that they could be counted by the registry. Thanks to this proposal that was born and shared through the protests, the new constitution of 1991 was created. See, protests can make a change, a really big change if they're done correctly. But some of us think that it is only for grown-up people, however, they aren't. As Colombians, each one of us has the right to protest, even as the students. Now, many questions may be running through your mind, like how is a protest done correctly or how do we as students can exercise this right? Let me tell you that all these questions will be responded on the next episodes, so stick around if you want to continue learning about this topic. See ya!